recently made a big life altering decision when it comes to my career, our livelihood of the past seven years. I moved down to South Texas because of this career, met my beautiful wife. Hello. (laughs) Yes, Leanna. Uh, We ended up starting a landscaping company. I did. We ended up kicking off a simple mission. We ended up doing some real estate investing. And then the end of the seven years came to an end. And it was funny that um, seven is usually like a like a lucky number, or in my eyes, it's a blessed number from the Bible. And so the fact that it was seven years that you were with the company, and then you ended it at the end of seven years, is kind of crazy. But um, in this episode, we wanted to share how we've been feeling in becoming full-time entrepreneurs. And um, with all of that comes with challenges and lessons learned the hard way. And um, and so we're going to share um, kind of just like each stage of what we've learned and, you know, our story. And then we're going to share some tips and some ways for you to maybe improve if you are already in a business or you started one already or are a entrepreneur or for somebody that wants to become an entrepreneur or one day to start their own business you know all these tips will help you out for each uh, stage of life of the life of the entrepreneur and so this is what we're going to share about today yeah so you know at the beginning of 2021 Leanna and I became full-blown entrepreneurs. Uh, We, you know, no benefits, no more punching in the clock. We were punching our own clock now. So... And we made our own schedule. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just really messed up that year. At the beginning of 2022, yes. Oh, I thought you said said the end of 2021. Oh, no. At the beginning of 2022, yeah. there we go, yeah. this year, Leanne <laughs> and I became full-blown entrepreneurs. And so, you know, this episode is, uh, we're going to be talking about like transitions, struggles, real-life moments, real-life shifting from full-time to our own time. Oh, and how God, <laughs> and how God is through it all. So, I don't know why we're mm. laughing, um, but it's just... We're just, we're just having we're just, fun. We're just to be honest right now, we tried to record this the first time and the recording platform like froze on us. And so we had to, you know, restart the computer and then the audio devices wasn't working when we turned it back on. So we're just kind of nervous. We were already nervous to start with to share our story and becoming full-time entrepreneurs. But now that we... Um, are into this episode we're kind of you know rambling and messing up there's typos on the outline (laughs) and so i just wanted to be we just want to be like honest with y'all that we're really trying to share i feel like there's been a lot of obstacles in the last like 15 minutes of us trying to record this episode and that's when we know that we're supposed to share the despite of all the things that the enemy is trying to throw at us um because you could be listening to this and you've been wanting to start your own business or have been already have one but you feel like you're not in a you don't have any clear direction or purpose or you don't know how to take this business to the next step or to the next level but as we know being an entrepreneur can sometimes 
you know, have a lot of uncertainties, a lot of unknown until you get into it and you discover those unknown, whether it's good or bad. But, um, yeah, so this is something that we had been talking about. David brought it up about leaving his full-time job. And uh, he can share a little bit more if you want to. Okay. Thanks, Leanna. Um, Yeah, so... I guess I, whenever I started the landscaping company, I got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to, for, for freedom, I think, um, you know, outside of the corporate world. And I started it as a side hustle and I kept it like that for, I guess, three years or four years, four um, years. Mm, hold on. Okay. Give me a second. When did you start it? 2017. You always say 17, not 2018. 18. It was a year that we met. Yeah. So, so 2018. About four years. I started it back in March of 2018. Years, yeah. yeah. While I was um, working and it ended up being kind of like a, I guess, a way to, for me to relax and to kind of, as like a hobby, but it turned into more than that. Um, you know, within, uh, I guess, you know, three f- short months, uh, we ended up expanding into the Houston area, running two crews. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, basically we took over Corpus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were trying to take was, over all and knock out all the landscaping. I was trying companies. to knock out all the other landscaping companies. I was very aggressive, and so um, <laughs> yeah. And so, anyways, but uh, you know, I wanted to leave then. I wanted to leave my full time job, but uh, I'm thankful that I didn't because, you know, I shortly after I started the company, um, I met Leanna and. You know, that's when we start talking about plans. We we fall in love, and you know all that mushy gushy stuff. <laughs> and then, um, but you also got kind of burned out because yeah. you grew so fast. You had too many clients that yeah. you could handle. You were working every day. Yeah, I basically grew too fast, and then which happens sometimes, and it kind of exploded. And then I was overwhelmed, and like my phone wouldn't stop blowing up. But you were too successful. You weren't. Yeah. You weren't like, prepared. To handle all the success that, that y- y'all had in that quick amount of time. You yeah. were just like, oh, this is something fun to do on the side. Yeah, and I wasn't even doing it full time. That was the thing. I was like, <laughs> why is this happening right now? You know what I mean? But it was a good thing. But um, I ended up having to like cut it back. And um, just after a year of running two locations, we ended up just cutting it back. And I ended up kind of taking things back over um, for the next, I guess, three years. Um, and so, but yeah, so Leanne and I, whenever we, you know, first got married, we were talking about, oh, like I would like to leave the company that I worked for at the time full time. I would like to leave and do landscaping full time. And so, you know, we thought, well, maybe after five years we can do it. You know, we'll save enough money and all this other stuff to do it. Well, <laughs> year two and then, uh, we're already I'm, doing it. I'm out the door. And so, but it was, it happened, you know, and um, well, I'm well, real thankful that it did, but it well, was a, a little of, scary. A lot of things changed because of COVID, too. Yes. And I feel like because of COVID, that when, not to say that we wanted it, but I feel like God really puts a fast track on for us to make it happen quicker. I don't know, because there's a lot of things that was going on behind the scenes with your work, your, your corporate job, and the way they were running things, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like fun. It wasn't fun for you to be a part of, and so I feel like a lot of that has to do with why we you ended up leaving. Yeah, I just now remember that. So Leanna and I, after we got married, you know, we were planning on um, saving up 
to pay off debt to possibly buy another house to possibly move we didn't know what we were thinking and so um, the company that I was working for really helped out with all that because it kept the income steady it kept our benefits it kept a lot of stuff and so we were steady meddy and life was good steady meddy steady meddy i never yeah. heard of that before it, it's an it's an uh it's a stellar term it's or? an idiom that is not an idiom <laughs> We were talking about idioms the other day. Yeah, we're talking about idioms. What was the one phrase that you were saying that oh. I was like, that's not an idiom? And you said it was. And it was. What was it? I forgot. Wreak havoc? That's Wreak not, havoc. That's not an idiom. No, I, it I looked was something it up. else. Um, it was a phrase I'd never heard of. Oh, it was something with pack to the... Oh, pack to the gills. And I was like, what is that? What yes. does that even mean? Whenever I started the landscaping company... I was packed to the gills with business. But what does it mean for people that don't understand it? You also know what it means. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't know what it means. It means you're too busy. You've got too much on your plate to handle. Yeah. but That's an idiom too. Too much how, on your plate is but, an idiom. But how is it an idiom? Like what is it referencing? It refers to is like you're, too, you're overly packed. Your schedule's overly packed. No, but like what does a gill mean? Oh, gills is a fish. Right. It's I a fish? It's a fish. Gills is a fish. Gills is a... F- no, it's not. I thought it was a thing that they breathe out of. That is what it is. I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. I don't know why we just thought of that. You <laughs> said steady Medi, that's why. Yeah, so, you know, we didn't think that we were able to leave this company in a short amount of time, but God made it happen. And so there are some things that we wanted to talk about honestly about that going full-time entrepreneurs you know leaving your corporate job leaving your corporate hustle maybe turning a side hustle into a full-time um i guess career yeah you know and so i guess shortly after i left let's just kind of talk about right after i left let me kind of give you some feelings and some some things like that fresh stuff just in case if you're thinking this um you know hey so after I guess I left, I was like, "Well, what do I do?" You know, I, I normally worked Monday through Friday, you know, call it nine to five, and now there was nothing. Now there was like, "Well, we make our own schedule," and you know, as nothing right, gets done if we don't make make it yeah, happen. Nothing gets done. So I, I, honestly, I was I was working about one day a week on the side hustle, and so you know, I was like, "Well, I need help," so I went and hired somebody. You know, and at the same time, I was missing my coworkers and I was missing my schedule and I was constantly checking my email. I still check my email a ton because I used to have to check it for my job that I used to do. And so, and it was really hard. Some days where I was really depressed and I just didn't want to do anything and I just wanted to watch TV and, you know, I had to really lean on Leanna and lean on God in this moment because I was like, well, you know, I I don't know what to do. I miss going to work. And you just like you you like you want to do something, but you can't. Or, yeah, you're like it's it's your choice, though. So it's like (laughs) it's like. I think you wanted to feel like things were back to normal, but it was never going to feel normal again. Like you weren't going to have that schedule where he so David drove a lot for work. And so he would drive, you know, maybe like, 
actually probably every day. So you was just driving to town, do your job. There was some time you had to go out of town for the day and back. And so you didn't have any of that. Your landscaping company is all in one town. Yeah. <laughs> in one town. And so I feel like you felt like, you felt like, oh, I have to go somewhere, but you couldn't. You didn't need to go anywhere. Yeah, I needed to be home with my wife. <laughs> Not that. Running the business. <laughs> but you just had to figure out, like, oh, well, I'm I'm working from home now. I don't yeah. actually have to go anywhere to do, to do work. Yeah. And so that's what I feel like was a bit of, like, adjustment for him. And that's something if you're thinking about leaving your full-time job, or um, anything like in that realm or the same kind is that you may feel like, oh, well, um, what am I supposed to do now? You may feel like you're supposed to do something that you're used to doing every single week, but you're not doing it anymore because you made the decision to leave. So wow. that's something to remember. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I think that with that, I think the biggest thing that kind of helped me through was like my family and like God and really, really trusting God and, um, you know, continuing to like read my Bible every day and, you know, sticking to his, his plan and just really trying to understand what he wanted in our, in our lives, in our business. And we prayed about a business, we prayed about a future. Um, and so, you know, uh, the other thing that I randomly did one day, and I used to write a lot. I used to write, you know, my thoughts and my ideas. And I remember, like, I guess a week after I left, I, I opened up my notebook. And I hadn't written in that thing in a year. No, I think, I think it, it was, was two the, years. The end of 2020. Yeah. So it was 20... By the time you were writing this, you, it was, like, the it's end of 2021. Years. So it was, like, yeah. A year. It was, like, over a year. And so I just started writing out my prayers and writing out my thoughts and writing out my ideas with the company and the way I was feeling and the landscaping company and the civil mission and our real estate adventures and my book and everything else. And um, that's when I kind of really started to like turn the tide a little bit um, with, with my thoughts and my, my mentality of the whole thing. I started le- leaning away out of the, oh, I'm depressed and I don't have anything to do with my day and I can't go anywhere, you know. <laughs> that whole thing um and so you know but that that i think really helped me out and you know i really kind of poured my heart out on that page and then i haven't really looked at it since and so you know uh, everything's been much better since then and and if you all have had this similar experience you know you probably know what i'm talking about or if you're like oh my gosh i have no idea like what would happen if i do this well, this may happen or may not. It may be the opposite. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. this is what happened to me. This is what happened with Leanna. And this is what happened with our family, you know. And so, yeah. you know, we took a big income hit. I think we lost probably probably 50% of our income whenever I turned away this, this job, you know, after seven years. So you talk about a 50% loss. I mean, there goes half of our money right there. But... You know, God's been good, and we really had to even tr- put our faith and put our trust in God after after I left. Because it was like, you know, the grass is not going to mow itself and, you know, all this other stuff. And so, you know, we have to hope and pray that, like, we get calls and that we get more business and stuff like that. But I had already had business, but we, we were going to need more. 
you yeah. know, than just uh, well, a one day a week type thing. Yeah, because he, because he has a full time job, he would do landscaping one day a week, but he would basically, you know, work from seven to six p.m., which is a long, long, long time. And so now that he has, <clears throat> you know, more time on his hand, you go out like three times a week. Most of the time is one day or two days of mowing and one day of project if if, it's, if there's any project yeah and so that's yeah. how we've been trying to do it and it's been really good you know i think i think every week gets a little bit better and we kind of get a better schedule and we're able to work on this simple mission more and um stuff like that so we're excited about that you know um but i was afraid you know um i was afraid of the unknown i was afraid of uncertainty i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know you know, what if all my clientele just dropped me, you know, and then, you know what I mean? Like, thoughts like that came across my mind. But Leanna was good and Yeah, very I reminded him that if they haven't left you now, they wouldn't, I mean, before, then they wouldn't leave him now, you know? Yeah, so. So. Made me feel better and um, made us feel more confident about what we did, you know. But, you know, I got asked so many times by family and friends and, oh, like, you know, was this decision good or do you miss it? And or how did you feel? <laughs> how did you feel? And so I think that's the biggest question people ask is, how did you feel? Yeah, that wasn't the biggest question. The number question. one I think question I, I got is, how do you feel when you left your job? Yeah, and I think that's something that I pointed out to you. Probably you got that question like more than 10 times from people that you know and, um, and even messaged you like, oh, how did you feel to leave and stuff like that? And I was telling David because people, people, all of those people that ask you that have either work their whole life, it's the same job, or are currently working right now, and they're just wondering what what that feels like when you when you don't have the boss behind you telling you what to do when you're own when you're your own boss, and I think they didn't know what that felt like because a lot of a lot of the people that asked you that question were men in your life. And, you know, it's just a, I don't know, I can't understand men sometimes <laughs> because men have this sense of pride when they um, find their identity and what they do in, what, in their job. And so when you take that away, what do you have left? And it's just one of those things that, you know. Wow. That's why you have to find your identity in Christ because if you take away everything about you, your job, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying taking away your family like in a bad way, but like, if you take away your family, take away your job, take away your hobbies and your friends and all of that, what do you have left? It's just yourself. And it's like, well, where is my identity in? Is it in what I do? Like, it doesn't matter if David and I are entrepreneurs. If you take that away, we know that our, our identity is in Christ alone. And so that's what matters. And that's what we're going to start sharing here Um all the tips and suggestions and lessons that we have learned that we want to share with you in this stage of uh, the un- uncertainty, the unknown, um, after you leave your job or when you start your business. Okay. So I think the first thing that we can think of and that, you know, when people ask like, oh, how do you feel and all this other stuff, I think the very first thought come across my mind is um to really trust god you know and to continue to be in his presence by you know like sticking close to him by you know continue to read your bible every day 
pray and try to have a, a few distractions while you're in his presence, you know. Um, the other tip is to really write out what's on your heart. Like I had that one moment I hadn't written in a long time, like not written like typing, like written like writing like with a pen and paper, yeah. that type of writing. And so, you know, write out what's on your mind, write out what you're thinking about, write out what you're scared about, you know, write out, I guess, how you're feeling inside. You know, you may f- be really joyful or you may be really depressed at the same time. I think I was a little bit like that. Um, you know, I guess, you know, we can dream bigger and, and we can have a strong desire, you know, to make it happen. But, you know, if we're not trying to handle and trying to solve our feelings and trying to do better with that, then, you know, you can get yourself stuck into a hole. Yeah. And I think that also kind of goes into figuring out your new schedule, your new work hours, which is what we're going to go into in a little bit. But I just wanted to share, you know, if you don't know exactly how to, you know, just give God your schedules, your plans, your, uh, you know, you want to build better habits about your life. Um, it's just one of those things that um, we came out with an episode. I think it's a, the episode before. The episode before is all about how to align yourself with God and um, to partner with Him and the three ways that you can partner with Him in your schedule and your plan and all of that. Good, baby. That that was really good. Yeah, um, we just came out with that. And Last also, week or, yeah. or a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, yeah. So um, be sure to get on there and um, check that out. So I think um, the next thing that we can think about tips on the stage is to to really kind of like how Leanna was saying, like you may not know what's in your day or what you have on your schedule, but I guess the next thing that we could say is is like after you read that blog post, go back and listen, go back and read that, and try to figure out a schedule for yourself. I think you know part. Two would be um, to set a realistic goal and realistic schedules and routines and boundaries um, behind the scenes. But before you can do all that, you know, if you're at the stage of life where you just maybe wanted to leave your job, you haven't started a business, you haven't started your own business yet, then, you know, um, it's good to try to take some time to do your own research and, you know, to study the market on what you may want to do, like what your passion is, what your goals are. Um, if you want to start like, I don't know, uh, like an Amazon business or if you want to do like a service or like if you want to uh, start, I don't know, maybe like a hair salon or a plumbing company or a ministry. All of those things need to be studied and researched on and developed. And then there's also the other side of it is selling product. Oh, yeah. There's products and sir. Yeah, there is products. Those are interesting, too. You know, and That's so. That's a whole other deal that we know nothing about. And yeah. So you can't really ask us any advice or questions about that because we don't sell products. We do services. You know, David gives a service of you know, mowing someone's lawn or, you know, doing landscaping projects, like those are services. And so we don't really know much about selling products and like 
you know, mailing them. And yeah, we don't know any of that. The brick and mortar kind of deal. Yeah, all the shipping and stuff. So, but however, there are books and resources out there that you can study yeah, and learn exactly. about products, um, you know, retail environment, stuff like that. But, you know, um, I think it's good to know to know the facts, to know reality. If you're wanting to do this, do your research. Um, there was a friend of mine recently called me and he, he was wanting to start uh, a dumpster service. And um, he called me and he said, hey, David, like, I don't know what to do first. Like, I want to start this dumpster service, which basically means like you bring in one of those big giant construction dumpsters, leave it there for like seven days, let the people fill it up and then haul it back off. So great, great business idea in his area, in his metropolitan area, one of the what fourth largest cities in the country, there was only a handful of those dumpster services. And so I was like, wow, you should call them and try to get some intel from them to try to see what their business is like, you know, what their clientele is like and just put some pressure on them, you know, like, like demand something from them and see if they're backed up, see if they can do it now. And so, um, he ended up calling them and he was like, Hey, I need six dumpsters in three days. Can you do it? And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, we only have one available right now. Oh, so was it like, was a little bit of a, a trick call. Yeah, it was a trick call, but that's what you got to do. You know, right. you got to pressure these people to see what their business is like. And so they only had one on hand. I was like, wow, uh, that's some good, that's some good news. That means that they're like a monopoly and they're taking all the business. That means other people can come in and, and kind of make it more stable, make it more stable and get like some of their business. And so long story short, the next thing was, is I asked, you know, him to like do the math, like do the math on the startup cost, equipment cost, everything. If you're going to, start selling a product online if you're going to do a service like how much is it cost for equipment how much is it going to cost for supplies like and then marketing and advertising marketing and people don't find out who you are yeah advertisement if you want to build a website all that's going to cost so figure up your total like not like to the t or you can if you want to well, an estimate an estimate and so um it ended up being with this one specific uh, side hustle that he was wanting to do the money was there. The problem was is was the location, like where he was going to store these things. The, the bins. The bins. That was the problem. And he either needed to find land or storage unit or something like that. And all that was going to eat into his cost. So it ended up not working out. But, but at least he figured it out. Instead of just going for it, then, you know, he was head first and he's like underwater in money. Yeah. And so it ended up being, I think... He ended up doing the math where he needs six dumpsters, two trailers, two trucks to be able to do enough to pay it all off within like six months or something like that. And then he'll start making a profit. And so, you know, great business idea, great service. But the one problem was, is where are we going to store these things? You know, but that's just that's just an example of one of my friends called me up and asked me about this. Yeah, um, and idea. so the other thing that, you know, figure, figure out the budget, right? And then if you're, you know, if you figured out the budget, you figured out, okay, I can do this, the startup cost isn't too much, or if I can do this, I can take the risk to make sure I will get that profit in the, you know, the end of three months, six months, whatever. Um, the next step is to figure out some steps 
to begin working on your business and figure out if this is going to be a part-time job or a full-time thing where you just go all in. Um, it can be a side hustle or while you still work or you just go all the way. Um, so just a few steps is just figure out, <laughs> so easy, but figure out your business name. Figure out if that's even claimed right now or if it's even doable and make sure that no one else has it. And so if you, if there someone else already has that name, then that's just step number one. And then you claim it at the courthouse or the other, any other city's main building where you go in and like register your business. And then you open up a business bank account with that claim number from that city after you've registered. And so after that, it's, you just go on from there. You start buying all your supplies, all the materials. You start hiring people if you need to hire some people. Buy the system or a computer if you don't have one and just all of that. It all, you know, every step, it's just a little step. You just got to do it all, you know. Wow, that's good. And so after that, um, that's when you can start promoting your business and, you know, going for it. Um, you know what I mean? So we can we can kind of um, take that from there. And each business, each idea is different. Each one's not going to be the same. So it may look differently. But at least if you plan it out ahead of time, you can somewhat, somewhat sort of have a plan um, of action to move forward with that. So... Um, now we can kind of move into part two, and that is setting realistic goals and routines and boundaries behind the scenes. So this is, this is really important when it comes to, uh, boundaries behind the scenes, because, um, you know, I see a lot on Facebook and I see a lot on like Instagram. It's like, Oh, like I just became an entrepreneur. I'm like 100% uh, working and now, or it's like, I don't work nine to five. I work all the time. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cringy right now. You know what I mean? To like hear that because you don't have to work all the time, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't have, I mean, you can, if you want to, but you don't have to, you know? And so we we don't want to advise you to work all the time. Yeah, basically. You can, but we would advise you not to work all the time, 24 seven. Yeah. Cause then you lose like, your relationships with your maybe your family, your friends, and God, and you you know work comes first all the time, and and that's you know, kind of what had happened to you in the beginning, right? Yeah, that happened to me in the beginning. Um, but if you want to know more about that uh, that story, you can order my book on Amazon. Uh, it's called "Work Hard, Pay the Price, and Make It Happen" uh, by David Bond. But in there is a detailed explanation of what happened when I got too busy with life and I pushed a lot of people out, and so. But we're not going to go there today with this episode. So, um, but you guys can read about it more <laughs> there. <laughs> and there's also an audio book and, and um, an ebook version of it if you don't want the physical copy of the book. Yeah. So, um, so I guess, so how, what is one way somebody can set like a realistic goal and routine and boundary in their life? If they're wanting to do this or if they're already working full time, they want to leave, or if they're an entrepreneur already. What are some ways, like, some ways that, like, you can think of? So, some ways that we have thought of and wrote down is to set some really strong discipline. Because you are working from home. You are, you know, managing your own hours and your own schedule. You know, maybe set some strong discipline of, like, no sleeping in till 11 a.m., no, no watching TV while you're home, you know, 
don't be lazy, you know, maybe have some personal, personal growth goals, like reading more books or uh, reading more books about the area that your business is in. So like if you're kind of a beginner and you don't know about something else that other people have been successful in, you can look them up and see if they've written any books or have any courses and things like that. Um, and then you can set some guideline on working from home and you can start beginning to plan out your week and if you can your month. So that's something that's really been helping David and I recently is we're finally <laughs> able to set some um, plan for the week. And I will ask him, you know, what what projects do you have for the for the month? Because most of the time now when he has a project, it's, you know, so far in advance, it's like within the month you know, two or three weeks later or stuff like that. Not like, oh, I have to do it like tomorrow or I have to do it in four days. You know, he has some time to, we both have time to plan it out, figure out what materials and supplies he needs and how long he's going to have to work and stuff like that. And that helps also on the financial aspects of our life, like, you know, personal finances and stuff like that. Um, so we've really been working hard on setting up a routine setting up a plan for the week. And I feel like that's something I was kind of fighting David about. It's just that it was really hard for me to get him to sit down and let's kind of go over the week, you know, because we also do the simple mission on the side as well. And then we also do, um, we uh, manage our properties and sometimes something comes up. And so like there's a few times where a, uh, a package <laughs> accidentally arrived at the other house that we are running out, and so we're like, Dania, we forgot to change the address on that one product or company, and so there's things like that that pop up, and that takes away a lot of your time for the day, and so, yeah, so things like that happen, so you have to kind of give grace to both of us, and, um, figure out, you know, how can we improve from this week, because this week was awful or something. Yeah. But the thing is, every day is a a new day and every monday is a new monday what do you always say i say happy monday this is a new week with new opportunities that They're are waiting, waiting for, you. for you and then you say go get them go get them so okay what else can we talk about like routine so let's just say you work nine to five you left your job you're now working this you know business that you always wanted to do in your life you always dreamed about doing you know, I guess set ideal work hours. So you may have worked nine to five in your corporate job and have only needed to work like nine to 12 because there's a lot of like flack and slack within the day in the corporate world because you just, there's like conversations, there's downtime, there's meetings, meetings, there's all this stuff. Now you have all that time to cut and to squish down and like hammer out what you need to get done so that way you're not working all day. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, or if you want to do work all day, then you can, <laughs> you know, take a break for lunch. I unfortunately know a lot of people who don't eat lunch during the day, um, but this is not dietary advice or whatever. But, you know, I think it's good just to eat a snack and to keep your body fueled and nu- fully nutritious throughout the day. And it's good to take a break, if, especially if you're on the computer a lot. You know, if you work from home and you start a online um, business where you manage social media for people or, or you write stuff or help you write for people like I don't know if that's something that you wanted to start but if you're on the computer all the time it's good to give your eyes a break and, a, and some rest and so don't take that break to get on your phone for fun because then your eyes are still going to be tired 
and things like that. Yeah, that's good. That's some good advice. Um, and a lot of this stuff comes, like, if you wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur, there's a lot of computer work involved. I think with anything, there's a lot of phone work. There's a lot of photos. So um, it's good to take that break from your eyes, you know. Yeah. Give your mind some rest and eat some food. Um, take it from me. Most of my family and friends, <laughs> if you used to know me, I used to never take lunch breaks. And so... Um, what? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to I used to work. I thought lunch breaks were were for wussies. What's so, that mean? Like for babies. Like, oh, all the wheat people eat lunch and take breaks during lunch hour. Because they knew to take rest and you didn't. Nope. I did not do that. And I wouldn't even let my guys do it. And that, But that's a whole other story. For that's me. another story for another time. <laughs> oh, the poor people that On work what for me. not to do in your business. <laughs> yes. Make sure to give your give the people that work for you breaks. So, um, anyways... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, okay, what happens when you get stressed out, you know, in this time frame? You get, maybe you get overwhelmed, you know, um, we all get stressed out, we all get overwhelmed, but figure out, I guess, ways to cope with that, to, you know, if you need to take, go outside for a walk, or, you know, just sit down, just do nothing for five minutes or ten minutes, and then come back, you know, those are all, like, good things you can do, but you guys can look that up later on, like, what to do if you're stressed out, you know, um, while working, but maybe we'll talk about that later on. I don't know. Or maybe we'll write a blog post. Yeah. We do probably write a blog post so we can get all of our thoughts onto paper and computer. Um, another thing I just kind of stepped on, I forgot, is to get your most important uh, uh, task done first before anything else. So, like, no matter how much you plan, you know, sometimes each day can look different, so make sure you have the one thing that you needed it done or wanted it done first and it's really important or it's time sensitive. So as the you know, we um <laughs> we're planning this morning and we said we need to record today. Okay, that's the first thing we're gonna do today and it's like, you know, ten in the morning right now, we're recording this and you know, we're getting it done so we can knock it out and move on with the rest of our day. And so that's an example of, you know, if you are trying to figure out, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. Okay, we'll start with the most important thing that you need to get done first. Yeah, and get it done, you know, and then you can, like Leanna was saying, then you can have the rest of your day um, more open. Is there any other thing you want to add in this? Um, I think, give me a second. Oh, yeah, so if you, so what he was just talking about setting boundaries, um, if you um, work with your spouse, you know, if you started a business with your husband or wife or your partner, um, be sure to really separate um, work time from quality slash marriage time. Um, and don't forget to still pursue them, still go on dates, have fun, and, um, you know, make sure you can separate your working, talking time where you talk about work and you go over the plans and go over your goals and stuff like that versus like, okay, you know, work is over. We're going to spend time with each other and not talk about work and stuff like that. Sometimes that's something that Dave and I really struggle with in the last, I would say, you know, few months until probably about recently. And um, I had to be honest with him, be like, hey, honey, like, I feel like we talk about work all the time. We can never turn work off, like, from our brain. Like, we, we would not be working, but we would still be talking about work or doing something about work. 
And so that's something I had to be honest with David. Like, I feel like I'm not really spending quality time with you and, you know, face to face, face, face to face time with you and things like that. And so. Yeah, we had to, we had to come to Jesus meeting. We had to come to Jesus, <laughs> come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Yes, definitely. We had a we had a family meeting. We had a family meeting. The three of us: Jesus, David, and I. Anyway, um, but just remember to be honest with your spouse or your partner if you're working with them, or if you're working with your best friend. If you need to separate work time with your friend and um, friendship time, you know, quality time with them. Like, okay, we just need to stop talking about talking about work, and we just need to like hang out with each other. Remember why we're even friends. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, and so, yeah, the kind of my last thing in um, the part was, uh, you know, setting goals and routines and boundaries. And I think one, one more last thing I want to say before we move on is to remember to set some goals monthly, either quarterly. Oh, yeah. Year. Like, this is really important. This I feel is like important. we can't dip on this one. Go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Well, for David and I, I think David... You know, David's really the the heart behind his landscaping company. Like, I just help him. I help him. Right now, we're setting up. Uh, we're making a new website for the landscaping company, which is fun. And uh, things like that. So, I help him, like, behind the scenes with, like, figuring out his schedule, his plan, his um, projects, and stuff like that. Sometimes, David... If he doesn't have help, he can just keep going, going, going without realizing, oh, I could do this better, or oh, I've been wanting, I've been meaning to buy this to improve my landscaping company. And so, you know, we started, you know, thinking about, okay, what goals do we have for this month, or, you know, what's something that you've been wanting to get, like some kind of equipment, right? So, what's an equipment that you've been wanting to get? Um, I'm wanting to get a few pieces of equipment. One of them I've been wanting for a long time. The other one I just recently wanted. Um, but which one do you want to know about? I don't, I don't know the, um, the pitting up. Oh yeah. I really would like to get some kind of lift assist for me and my team in the form of a, a skid steer. Of what? Steer? It's called a skid steer. Okay. I don't know yes. what that is. And I would like a little one, like one of those small ones. Right. But they're super expensive. They're so expensive. And they're so, as much as a car. That's probably... A new car. That's probably <laughs> going used. to be a two-year plan. Because that's a lot of money to just throw it in, in like one time. And yeah. if you don't have any projects that you need that, it's like sitting there. Yeah. It doesn't I'd, pay itself. I'd say probably a year. In my own mind, I set my goal for a year. So I think... But that's but that's but that's ours. So Leanna says two. I say one. Maybe we'll get it in six months, or in a year and a half. <laughs> Maybe a year and a half. Okay. It'll probably end up being. Anyways, so that was an example of you know having some goals because if you don't have goals for your business, there's really no sense of push or direction for your business to go to. Like you know, what's the purpose behind it? So like, say your business is in. Uh, within ministry or you're a believer maybe you sell product and you can say oh i want to set a goal in about a year that you know all the product uh profit the 10 percent will go to a charity or a church or something that you care about 
And so that can be an example of setting a goal, like maybe you're not there yet, but at some point you will set up a system of where you contact people, oh, I want to start, you know, giving you 10% of like what we make from our products, you know, things like that. And it's a good way of kind of like, kind of like reviving your business after you start it because you could start it and you have all these plans and ideas and then all of a sudden you're in it and you're busy and you're like oh well, what's the point of me starting this I'm busy all the time or whatever and so maybe another goal that you have is to set better boundary with yourself and work you know so it could be something small it could be something big like what I just said earlier um so that's really important to bring up because you know it's really good to have that sense of direction and purpose for your business when you set some goals and you set up some steps on how to implement and make it happen. Dang, that was good. Okay, so now we're going to talk about taking action and making it happen with God. You know, I could say looking back in the past few months, it's been pretty wild for us, I'd say. You know, um, we recently bought our second house, moved into it. We had a fixer upper and we talk all about that in episode 58. Yeah. Wow. You're right. Yeah. And so you guys can listen to all of that. Uh, left my full-time job of seven years, um, corporate job and, you know, I guess grew a side hustle into a, a full-time career with my wife. Um, things have happened, uh, to us, a lot of things have happened, a lot of crazy things, a lot of good things, and a lot of hard things have happened too, you know, but I will say, you know, that it's better to go for it and try than to just sit back and wish you wouldn't have done it or wish you could have done it or, you know, you start thinking like, oh, I wonder what life would be like if I would have done this, you know, there are risks, there are pros and cons to everything that we do in life, even waking up in the morning, there's a risk and there's a pro and con, but you know, you have to outweigh the benefits and bring God into it, um, let him guide you, let him help you with what you are thinking about with your thoughts and your doubts and your fears and your business and your family and your spouse and your whatever, everything, you know? Wow, everything. Yeah, and so, you know, if you include God in, in in just one small thing, it'll be easier to include Him in the rest of your life. And so, as we do um, with us, we try to we try to do our very best with that, you know. And, um, yeah, and so. it reminds me of a Bible verse, I think it's in Matthew, and it says, you know, if you're faithful in the little things, then you will be faithful in a lot of things. But if you're not faithful... In the little things, how can you be faithful in the big thing? I don't think I said it correctly, but it's pretty similar to um, um, what I was saying here. And it's so true because, you know, looking back in only just the last few months, like since last October, you know, we can really see God in everything um, that has happened to us and um, and what we've been doing and and all of this it's not to say oh look at us look at what we're doing we're doing everything right we're chasing our dream in you know as David mentioned you know there's been a lot of good things but there's been a lot of hard things that y'all really don't know about that's been going on in our life and um, but God is still so good and he's still so faithful and um, he will reward you for um, just following through on his calling on your life and his purpose and mission for you. And um, it's just something I just want to remind you that 
you know, our lives are all so different. And so don't feel like you have to compare to us and compare to our life. If you're listening to this, you have no desire to start a business and you're perfectly happy with the job you're, you're at or right now you're in school and you're like well I have I have no time to start a business or this is not the time and season for me to start a business it's one of those things that every life every person is so different but God cares for each one of us and for each one of you and um it's just something that I've been thinking about for a while it's just you know when we really just take the time to step back and realize how God has been in every part of our life, like, then you can realize there's been little miracles happening every single day, every single moment, um, either a friend testing you or you reaching out to somebody, that could have been their little miracle in their life, and so we have to remember that, you know, as we're sharing our entrepreneurship and, um, starting our own businesses, It's just one of those things that we want to encourage you to still stay strong in whatever you're in. And if you don't know what your mission is, you know, go back to listen to our very, very first few episodes of the podcast where we share about, you know, figuring out your mission and purpose in life and, um, you know, your identity. And we have a lot of episodes, horror episodes for, you know, the reason why we started the Simple Mission and so I feel like I'm rambling, but I feel like it was really, really That's important good. to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like Leanna says, like if you're happy and content and you love your your job that you're at you know and and you love that then hey then like that's great but you know maybe one day down the road that might change and if it does change you can always come back and listen to this um and so you know not everybody's on the same path kind of like how leanna was saying we all have different paths we all have different you know drives and motives and all that stuff so don't don't feel like that that your life doesn't compare or weigh in against ours like there there are people out there who have way more, I guess, houses, businesses, or whatever than we do, but we don't care. Yeah, we're happy I'm with not, what I'm we have. I'm not even listening to those people. I don't even know who those people are. I don't even are. know who those people are either. But I'm pretty sure they're out there. But, like, we're happy with what we have. We have we're we happy with, like, what we have going. And if you're happy with what you have going, then that's fine. Then don't, you know, I guess take this episode as, like, oh, maybe I'll use this one day down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're wanting, if you're wanting something you have a drive inside of you that wants to do something that you always wanted to do that you're passionate about then uh then this episode is um right down your alley or you have a friend or a family member or someone you know that really wants to want to start a business but they're kind of afraid and they're a believer you know send them this episode maybe this will give them that extra push that they needed to hear yeah you know take it from two of us we're imperfect sometimes there are some days I don't know what I'm doing or we don't know what we're yeah. doing and we wonder if this, this was the right decision. Then maybe this is the perfect episode for them to listen to if they feel like they're doubting themselves or they're giving into fear or they feel like they, they're not enough to do it. Like, well, <laughs> we're never enough, but that's why we have Christ to help us. So. Yeah, so that's good. So next episode right after this speaking of all that passions dreams work career entrepreneurship we are bringing in um an awesome amazing guest on this podcast who happens to be a full-time entrepreneur 
it's just funny how these episodes work so closely related. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who it is, but he's awesome. And um, you guys are going to love it. Uh, we were pumped up whenever we got to speak with him. His testimony is awesome. His passions are awesome. And you guys are going to yeah. learn even more as like an addition to this episode. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, it's just one little hint is you might hear him in the outro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.